Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash in general. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, welcome to episode 72 of the In General Podcast. My name is Jack and I'm joined with Alex, Ryan, Assis, and Chris. What's up, guys? Hello! Yay. What's up? It is insane that the five of us are here. The Jurassic Five are here. Super insane. On one podcast. How long has it been, Assis? Uh, doesn't matter how long it's been because we have a special podcast for one reason and one reason only, not being because it's after a road trip or because we have all five of us. It's because our two favorite Brits of all time are in the exact same room, but different camera, which is strange to me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We video pod now because obviously we're really vain. But um, we, yeah, me and Alex today were at Frontier Developments at their studios playing Jurassic World Evolution. And now we're in a hotel room drinking copious amounts of alcohol and recording a podcast with our American friends. How are you guys? Awesome. How dare I'm you? I'm Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> How dare you? I'm offended by yeah, this. Yeah, we do have a Canadian. He's, he's, he's like fake America. No, you mean you're, you're more Canadian than American. It doesn't matter. That's a... What? I'm actually pretty Just... hipster. I'm an L.A. boy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. you're L.A. Ryan, tell us how you've been since uh, you've left us. It's been a long time. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, yeah, he left us. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did leave early, but doing really well. Um, such an epic trip. Missed out on the road trip, but miss you boys a lot. Ryan, you would have yelled at a lot of us, I think. You would have been very uh, upset with yeah. Chris the most because he was doing some very dangerous. He's, he climbed a rock. I... He climbed a rock. He... And he got, he got stuck on a cliff. Yeah, I saw that little hobbits is climbing the rock. I'd have maybe joined him. Maybe not. Uh, you, you, you would have been up there with me. Let's be real. Yeah, I would have. Uh, you know what? You guys all let me explore a cave by myself, and I just up and alley-ooped up inside of it. And, and you couldn't get your way down that little hole again, could you? I, 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 I couldn't find the cave once I was up on top of the mountain. I couldn't find the way back to you guys, so we had to go. But we all met up at the same place. But I was disappointed. I thought you guys were following me. I turned around and you guys are just like down there like, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, Jack and I try to follow you, but we're uh, not successful. So we did a cooler path. We cr- crossed like a little river thing over a log. Super unstable, by the way. A lot of fun. That was, so where we were there, that was um, Salmon Creek Falls, which is the end of the road currently for the Big Sur Drive. So that coast road is actually closed because of landslides last year. And because of the uh, weather, it kind of took out the road. But that, that's a cool place to kind of stop. And then hike, right? That was that was yeah. That was a great place. I, I, our first trail was not a trail. It turned out no. It was just I ended a up, like hike. Cliff. I just ended up like hiking up a sheer cliff. You face. were like, "Come on, guys, come on!" And we were like, "I mean, it got pretty. Yeah. Steep. It's pretty steep." <laughs> it's a good thing there was a rope up there. I'm not sure how I would have got down. I mean, I definitely would have got down. I'm not sure how safely I would have got down. <laughs> we were tumbled down the cliff. I mean, it was like a sheer. As soon as I was up there, I'm like, "Oh wow, this is like completely vertical, isn't it?" <laughs> it was that was uh, that was a really cool part actually. But um, it, yeah, I I think uh, that road trip. That one of the highlights for me was um, driving on the way to Yosemite, kind of deciding what we were going to listen to, and then just landing on listening to the Lost World score. Uh, and by the end of the Lost World, we were quoting the movie word for word the whole way, the whole way. You would pretty much. You would. That's love right there. That's love. I, for the I Lost should World. mention that. Uh, 
I know the quotes too, my friends. I know the quotes. I was right there with them. So put that. That's yeah. on record. That's on record now. More, I know the quotes. More than so, JP3? I, I think Assis likes The Lost World a lot more than Jurassic Park 3. Well, that's he not just, true. But every well, time I do see you boys, I like The Lost World a touch bit more. A touch bit more. Every time. Yeah, he loves it. He definitely loves it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what are we doing here, boys? What's the What's the game plan here? What What so What I just happened? We or, we missed a lot of stuff though. We should probably start off. A very successful, a very very successful Jurassic Park 25th anniversary event in Hollywood. I mean, that was a fantastic event. Am I right? No. 100%. It was. You're super a right. Ton. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it was a ton of fun. It was. It was. So at the panel. So at the. Sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just. Gonna, I was going to say that. I mean in terms of scale and just epicness like how i can't even wrap my my brain around and process like what happened over the past weekend essentially um everything from the panels to everybody that was there like you're talking about legends that we've idolized or that we've grown up with in our face that we're able to talk to and talk candidly with um couldn't ask for a more monumental weekend and um, just super happy to be able to enjoy it with you guys and the fans. And Ron's getting emotional. Uh, I know. I just I wish I could have go back in time and enjoy it. But holy crap, um, such an epic weekend! It's just hard to really process everything. So much happened. Um, I, I look, my brain is fried right now. So much happened. Um, what did you guys think of the experience? I mean, th- there were times that I was just in sheer awe like kind of bewildered that all of this was happening and it all happened so quickly as well before we knew it it was sunday night and we were heading back to a well the post drinks and the airbnb it was like so much happened i was still trying to process it i've never even been to the universal park so that was a first that was a first for me riding the jurassic park Mm -hmm. ride that was a first for me i met so many people that i've been friends with online for over 10 years at that event I saw Jeff Goldblum on stage. I saw Laura Dern. I saw Dean Cundey. I saw Dennis Muir. And I saw people I've idolized since I was a kid. And I'm still processing it to this day. The Jurassic Park 25th event brought so many fans together. And they really they really put on a show. See, the props, dude. All the original props. I mean, they had the best prop from the franchise, right? The Jurassic Park 3 phone. Cue somebody else to yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember some... how the tune goes. How does, how does it go? I can't remember. Sorry, that's Kirby Pinto. You are trying to remember how the tune goes. That's the Van Noyes theme tune. Throwback. That's the song I was singing on the way to Van Van Noyes. Van Noyes. I just want to chime in. And say, I mean, I really kind of want to reflect what everyone else is saying, but it was really incredible meeting everybody yeah. um, from online, from all the different communities, all the people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis. And honestly, a lot of the people that we don't necessarily interact with on a day-to-day basis that we met and uh, got to know them very well. Uh, I think it was just really cool meeting so many people and uh, honestly losing track of so many people. There were just so many things to do and so many people to meet and it just kind of was, it was overwhelming but in like the best possible way. It, the event was too short. Agreed. It was. And three days wasn't enough, wasn't enough. They could have done another panel and it was a shame actually even though it was, I have no complaints about the event except this one. <laughs> it was a shame that on the Sunday we couldn't also go till midnight because it got to nine o'clock and we were like, now we have to go home and I don't want to go home. Yeah. We, got, we, we got a nice group of people. We went to, uh, you know, chat out for that. Yeah. Ryan, you were there. Yeah. We enjoyed their Hilton hotel. 
Oh. We threw the after party. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Outpost Boys. Mm-hmm. Universal. In somebody else's hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't ours. No, but it would have been cool if they would have like maybe rented like a like a restaurant or something out like, and it could have been like an extra ticket, like not too much money, just like ten bucks for cover charge or something like that for like an after after party. Just well, ne- but it would have it would have been too many people, but yeah, it still would have been packed. cool. I, I'm sure I'm sure other groups had their own after party, but it was nice that everybody that we met along the way and stuff came back and we had a few mm. drinks with them, and then we went to back to Van Nuys. Van Nuys. And, uh, continued our little party, <laughs> Van Nuys. <laughs> I'd live in Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Well, um, I guess before we keep talking about the event, because we can literally go on for like four podcasts each day, probably one each day. Uh, we should probably mention that we did miss quite a bit of news while we're gone and doing our trip. So we should probably do some news, guys. What do you think about that, huh? Some news. Hit it. I suppose news. News sound segue. Well, this is kind of related to what we just talked about. Unfortunately, the Jurassic Park ride will be uh, rest in peace. It will be extinct a la the dinosaurs. Uh, it is turning it turning into the Jurassic World ride September 3rd and won't be open until next year, 2019. Lame. Uh, I mean, it's Ryan cool. rode the ride for the first time. Jack rode it for the first time. I was with them on their first time. Yep. How does this make you two feel specifically? Because you guys literally rode it for the first time and now it's gone forever. No, it's it's actually well sad. I mean, I um, like I said, I've never ridden that before. And I, I mean, it's biased to say, but it was the it was the favorite ro- uh, ride I went on while we were in the Universal Park. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well. Uh, and I think maybe that has something to do with the fact that it's the only one that doesn't use some form of screen or 3D or anything. It just is pure. Yeah. Ride, right? It's you everything is real, physical. Yeah. Everything is real. Um, and it really, it's such a cool concept. I mean, I know it's oh, what's it? It must be 20 years old. Yeah. It's opened in 96, so yeah, yeah 22 like years that, yeah. old. Yeah, but it's still such a cool concept. You're on a Jurassic Park river adventure, you're going on this ride, and then, oh no, something goes wrong, and you got to swing off into the park, and there's animatronics. I mean, imagine if they updated the very same ride to modern day animatronics and, and things like that, without changing it to Jurassic World, but just made it modern. You had dinosaurs that jumped and landed on the, on the side of the... It, <laughs> it would just be fantastic, it really would, but... Um, I'm intrigued by what they're going to do to it. I really am. Yeah, I I agree. I I was really surprised by like what um what they had at Hollywood compared to the Universal lot. Um what they had in Universal wasn't even or sorry, what they had in Hollywood wasn't even working half the time. Some of them were supposed to have raptors. Uh the jeep that came down over the cliff was already in the water. Um but the drop at the end that surprised me. And I was really, really surprised at like how much I've seen it on. T- I've seen it on TV. I've seen it through the internet. I've seen it through documentaries, but I was not anticipating the drop. And I think it's written all over our faces when um, the camera is there. <laughs> it's surprised you, that's for sure. Yeah, no. I lost my hat. I, I did lose my hat. I don't know if anybody knew this, but I, I lost my hat on the ride. My gift to uh, JP. Um, tw- Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, it was awesome. And uh, I agree. It was also, bi- I mean, biasly my yes. favorite um, for all of those reasons. Um, but the drop. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, there's a reason we didn't buy the first few pitches. Because <laughs> especially <laughs> no, 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 me. Wait, wait. We bought the first one, I think. I think. Yeah, I think is... my hands in my face. Maybe. <laughs> I, all, all I remember from the first time I went down was, am I supposed to be flying out of my seat right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was my feeling about it. Well, because all you have is the bar. That kind of freaked me out. You have just the bar, and it's 
the only thing holding you in within this this contraption and you hit a negative g and all you can do is grab on to like the near i love it the nearest thing i mean yeah that's half yeah. the surprise it's nuts but holy cow what a fun ride and we went on it over speaking of flying out you over. lost your hat Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you guys... Hat. Rest in peace, Van's hat, rest in peace. I don't peace. know if you guys know this, but I lost my hat. Rip, rip in peace. Um, it's my gift, again. Um, the ride. You're welcome, JP. It's a gift, your, uh, a cruel it's mistress. Tribute. <laughs> it's a good gift. It's a great gift. Yeah, it's a good hat. I, I couldn't think of anything better, really. Um, but I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with the ride next. Chris has kind of mentioned this. Again... I'll let Chris talk about this. Cause... So, yeah, it's definitely like that ride is very iconic and I love it. And it's Jurassic Park and it has a lot of um, not only just moments from Jurassic Park, but it kind of expands the universe of Jurassic Park if it were open itself. Um, and it's really cool just being able to see the art style of that. Um, but it's in the desperate need of a makeover. It needs a redo uh, because a lot of the animatronics are dated and old. Um, but, you know, it's a bit of a bummer that it's going to be Jurassic World. I mean, I like Jurassic World, but Jurassic Park is something special. Ride is in a desperate need of a makeover, and it is getting one. It's Jurassic World-themed, which is kind of cool, but I kind of like the Jurassic Park theme a little bit more. I think most fans would agree. It's a little bit more iconic. But they have an opportunity to kind of keep both alive. So while you're riding the ride, it's going to follow the same basic track, and um, you're going to get knocked off the track again. I'm presuming this time it's going to be by the Mosasaurus. But instead of like going into the raptor paddock or whatever, it will end up going into the ruins of Jurassic Park. Ooh. So we're going to go through the ruined Jurassic Park gates. That would be and dope. And kind of get to go through the ruined Jurassic Park buildings. So that way you kind of get the best of both worlds. I don't know if that's the true way they're going to do it, but it's definitely an opportunity that I hope that they explore. Um, and it's a really cool way to get Jurassic Park and Jurassic World in the same ride. I agree. I, I think that would... I think that would be really cool because obviously now with the branding, everything is Jurassic World. Even, you know, Jurassic World Evolution is the Jurassic World logo Evolution. All, everything's being branded the same way. So they obviously have to brand the ride in that way. They have to sell as many tickets as they can. So I understand that it has to do that. But to completely neglect the old park and everything that they've already got that kind of exists for that ride that they could utilize, like the Jeep, they could utilize that, just turn it on its, you know. Top? <laughs> yeah, just turn it on its top and then you've got the underside of a Jeep. I, th I think it could still work, and I think venturing into the old park is still a way to get that nostalgia to you know make all the old people that are right or old people our generation that are riding the ride super excited about it. And um, yeah, I think it's a really cool concept, Chris. So good luck with it. I hope it works out. And um, you I'll know, support it. you know, I'm starting building it next week. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna hijack the ride. We got this. <laughs> I, I guess post. That, that does kind of lead on to the to the subject of um, an article that Alex put up. Um, yes. The, a couple of days ago about what's happening what might be happening in Orlando because they didn't announce that the Orlando ride would change um, Alex you want to run us through maybe the ch the differences with the Orlando park um, because I, I didn't realize there was such a difference between the Hollywood ride and the Orlando ride um, and then potentially talk about the permits that they've okay yeah yeah um, so the biggest difference really between Orlando and Hollywood is that Orlando was an entire island dedicated to Jurassic Park. So it's not just one ride and a cafe and a gift shop. It's, you know, a whole themed area. You've got the, uh, the centerpiece, the Discovery Center, the, the key attraction, the river adventure. There's a kid's play area, Camp Jurassic, uh, an aerial coaster, uh, formerly some walkthrough attractions. Uh, there's a raptor encounter just like Hollywood. Um, and in recent years, it's sort of been encroached upon by other attractions, Potter on one side and King Kong on the other, but it's still stands as one of the, the largest most complete 
uh, Jurassic Park areas that Universal has. And I know we're all very hopeful that if Hollywood's got this re-theme coming, that Orlando will stay Jurassic Park to give you know the, the two parks a slightly different flavor. Um, now on that on that vein, um, the uh, Universal have finally, or not finally, but have filed very discreetly, I might add, a, a demolition permit for a, a large area at their Islands of Adventure Park. Um, and from what we've been told, it's for the Triceratops Encounter, which is an attraction that closed in 2005, and it's opened a couple times since, just uh, in busy periods. Uh, but I don't think it's been open for a good six years now. Which is really sad. I think there's some walkthroughs of it on YouTube that you can see, and it, it's like it's the perfect Jurassic Park attraction. You actually get to interact and, and interact with InGen uh, scientists. Is it they scientists? They kind of yeah, animal yeah, yeah. Yeah. vets. Yeah, yeah, veterinarians yeah. and stuff. It's, it's yeah. I got to do it actually. Back when I was younger, like right before it closed. Because uh, it closed. What it, year it did it close? So much fun. 2005. 2005. It's so. And they've just let it sit, mm. which is makes no sense to me. That's the that's exactly the thing. It's sat exactly as it was. So up until at least 2012, everything was still there, including the animatronic Triceratops, these big, huge, expensive things. Uh, rumors say that they have been removed since, but the rest of the attraction, you know, is still left be all the ride buildings or show buildings rather. So now that they're putting in this permit to knock it down, really signifies that they're planning something new perhaps a new attraction um i mean at this point it's early days it's anyone's guess but i believe the demolition is due to start next month which i really wanted to after visiting the hollywood park for the first time i really wanted to try and get into the orlando park and see if we could get an exclusive triceratops thing and and some sort of ability to say goodbye to it yeah uh but it it doesn't unfortunately yeah alex have you been following the inside like rumors of what's going to be added to the park yes and no like i've seen a lot of people hinting towards it's going to follow the japan pattern with the flying dinosaur but given that they're currently building a coaster like 200 meters away i in another land i feel like it's really unlikely that they would build two roller coasters at the same time so um i don't know if this is still in in like the workings i know it was what was almost there before but um they were originally going to do a wooden roller coaster do you remember the amber mine wooden roller coaster and it was yeah. gonna have some dark ride elements where it's gonna have some animatronics and then it's kind of just gonna be like a fun family-friendly wooden roller coaster by the end of it i think that there's still a lot of strong potential in there and i was honestly although it's not a wooden roller coaster my mind started kind of making it too big but uh, imagine if they did something <laughs> like um uh expedition everest is that what it's called that would be cool yeah like an animal kingdom that's a great yeah direction. so where they build the big mountains and then the coaster goes inside of it and so it's say let's say it starts out where it's like oh we're gonna take you through our amber mines and then lava starts happening and then you have to escape the lava and the roller coaster goes nuts and then there's dinosaur animatronics running around well not running <laughs> but there's like dinosaur animatronics running at the coaster and it could be like a bit of a thrill ride but still like a wooden coaster family coaster that incorporates dark ride elements and that way it's themed and not just a giant looming coaster it could look like a, a minecart track going all over like see that would incorporate both original like classic jurassic and mm-hmm. fallen kingdoms exactly uh, opening scene <laughs> yeah I, I think that, i think that would be really cool ryan thoughts like on this sad sad story um, I'm kind of indifferent about it, but uh, it would be cool to see both. 
I would like to see the incorporation. Um, well, the, I think sorry, it's I good because <laughs> we can still keep the Jurassic Park ride alive in Orlando, but this new ride bringing in the Jurassic World element, so that would be the best of both worlds. Ideally, in my head, that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, there's still some buzz that it might become Jurassic World themed at Orlando, and the the river ride is going to get a makeover. Um, that is definitely happening. Uh, it's getting new animatronics. I don't know. Uh, people think that they might wait until the new ride opens and then the river ride in Orlando gets the makeover. Um, but it's definitely going to happen at some point. You, you kind um, of expect uh, that they're going to change the Discovery Center to, to match the... The Innovation Center? <sighs> innovation Center. No. Well, to be fair, that's it's... fine because the, the Discovery Center in... Um... In Orlando is not that nice, anyways. Well, but from the outside, the outside, yeah. But the inside's like it has like a, a skeleton on the on the main floor, some bottom stuff there. It has like a gift shop and a restaurant, right? It's all it is. It's not that much in there. So maybe well, we can add some um, more stuff with the renovation. Well, there's, there's some rumors that they like might the put a dark ride. You can see a baby raptor hatch, and I mean that's a very cool thing. But it, it could is, but it's like a, a modern refurb. Exactly. You can add more stuff if you if they like just renovate that entire building. You can add some new things, some features, some this that, you know. Oh, for sure. Well, imagine if they kept the outside as this, like, the classic Jurassic Park Visitor Center, but the inside they actually built the ride. Like, there's a dark ride. It starts out, like, the beginning in Jurassic Park, where it's a little bit tame. Yeah, I guess. And then maybe something goes, and then something goes wrong. Like, you go to see dinosaurs, and then maybe it could be, like, Stitch's uh, Great Escape. Is that what it is? Where, like, the shoulder oh, yeah. bars, like, jump down, and it feels like dinosaurs are bouncing around on your shoulders and stuff like that. There, there's a lot of opportunity there. I just hope that they really... Jurassic has kind of got the short end of the stick when it comes to innovation with the parks, and I really do hope that they re they kind of jump back into the cutting edge formula and not go carnival games, which they're adding to the parks. Really yeah. ugly. Like make it cool, make it Jurassic Park, and make it something special. Whether or not people love Jurassic Park or it's just somewhere that they're going to go in the park, make it blow their minds and Agreed. you know make it iconic. Uh, and don't use screens in the rides, please. I mean, uh, you, you <laughs> maybe holograms, but... Screens I mean, have their place. Jurassic Park is, maybe is both animatronics and CGI. So we've got the River Adventure, which if they updated it could have really great animatronics. Maybe it wouldn't hurt to have an attraction that works the other side of the magic as well. I guess my issue is I'm not really a big fan of screen rides. Like It's not necessarily a practical versus animation type of thing. But it's just like screen rides don't really work for me. However, I do like the uh, hologram rides, the hologram effects that they have. Heaven's you know, goes. where it looks like where there's like a hologram walking around on a real stage, a hologram. You know, it's using a screen in a very clever yeah. way. I'd be totally up for that, where it looks like there's a practical set and a like a CG raptor runs by and interacts a little bit. That I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I just want to see some really cool, innovative things that make us feel like dinosaurs are part of our world and we're inside of Jurassic Park. Well, luckily, uh, we shouldn't probably worry too much about Jurassic World getting the short end of the stick because a, a new piece of news, uh, Universal has spent $185 million on advertising Fallen Kingdom. It was a complete accident. They lost their card. So if you see it, let someone know. Give it to us first. Uh, Go ahead, Chris. It was us. We were just buying ourselves toys. <laughs> Literally us just buying ourselves toys. No, um, just to be clear, though, it's not necessarily traditional spending. It's advertising deals, so they didn't necessarily spend the money True. All the t in all those cases because there's a lot of returns. It's like a partnership with Mattel or a partnership with Dairy Queen. It's not necess necessarily spent 
because there's money returned initially um, through their partners. But it is a $185 million right. investment of sorts. Which is um, a lot more than what they did for Jurassic World. Almost double. More than double. More than what they did for The Last Jedi. And Infinity um, War. So that Jedi. just shows you that Universal is going all out on Jurassic. Regardless if it's with the partners or, uh, or just uh, general advertising. The point is, Universal is in, and they want, they're banking on this movie real hard. So Jurassic World is back, you know? Never left. Thoughts on the, Jurassic uh, Park is back. Jurassic Never Park. Left. Is gonna come back after we reboot the Jurassic series. Park world. Uh, the there's not much else to say about Jurassic the advertising, Earth. right? Advertising's been all over the place. I'm sure we've all seen a bunch of it billboards, the trailers. There's a giant T Rex down by the, the River Thames today. Exactly right. It's for the yeah. uh, you know, Jurassic World. So, uh, yeah, just going into Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom since we're doing it. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has premiered in Spain. And as you'd expect, make sure you guys take all the reactions with a grain of salt, considering it's fan uh, fan reactions, not really critic reactions. And they're Mostly actually fan. seeing it, so there's going to be that general, the well, first hype of being the first people to ever see it. So, Of course, you know. there's, a, there's a slight difference there, because when you watch a movie surrounded by the talent and the people that created it, and if you're Spanish and it's a Spanish-born director that's made it, mm-hmm. there is going to be a little bit of you know, real pride behind that movie, and it's going to be difficult for you to to say oh it was crap (laughs) Uh, to to kind of uh, sum that up is premieres it's a little bit hard to go off of reactions from a premiere because it's a giant party a lot of times you're VIP guests by the filmmakers themselves or by the filmmakers friends Um, and it's just a whole lot of fun you can't help but love every second of it because it's like a party it's not just going to see a movie general experience yeah so it's a whole experience yep. so I'm not saying that those opinions aren't valid but I wouldn't necessarily use them to define the film when you because sure. if you went by movie premieres Suicide Squad um, first reactions you would think that every movie that came out is the best movie that's ever come out oh yeah exactly, I mean, exactly. so uh, when it comes to premieres it's like you know hey cool have fun with the buzz but wait until like general real screenings happen which the embargo drops June 5th for reviews that's, that's gonna be a very fun day um, fingers day, crossed fingers crossed a day before the film comes out in theaters uh oh Chris uh, and Jack you guys are the big movie guys isn't that usually a, a kind of a scary sign uh yeah 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 it probably means that they're not confident in the reviews however the one difference in this case is um the United States uh release is in June 22nd right. so maybe they just wanted to keep the review gap like if they released reviews in May and the movie's not out till June twenty second in the US, it might have been kind of funky. So maybe they just want to kind of keep it all staggered in June. Right. So maybe it's not a bad sign in this case, and it's just sort of a marketing strategy. Hopefully, yeah, you so, never know at this yeah. point. I guess I guess the only way we can really find out is is by waiting those first reviews. Where do we yeah, see the movie and see the reviews? <sighs> I hope it's good. I really do. It'll be good. I think we're all pretty much we're pretty optimistic on this one. I think. The trailers have been good. good. TV spots have been the, looking good. There's some good stuff. Bayonne's I'm, a good filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, Bayonne the, the, not made a bad movie yet. The crew's there, the, so it has all the elements. The trailers have the trailers have been hit and miss, but the first five minutes were incredible. Oh, we should oh, probably talk about like, this. Oh, oh. <laughs> so we all five minutes that. now. We all saw that. Yeah, Ryan? we were crazy about it. First um, five minutes. First opening scene. Start this off, baby. I mean, you've got the silence. You've got the the mystery. <laughs> You've got eerie sounds. You've got... Um, no, it was crazy how much we talked about this. Um, how much we've seen in the trailers and how much you don't see in the first five minutes or, or how much you don't see um, that spread out throughout the five minutes or seven minutes of Bayona's um, film. He it does this thing where he's able to draw out and suspend 
um, the simplest forms of filmmaking, but make them into something that like leaves you on the edge of your seat. And we aren't kidding. Like the hype is still here. Even a a while after, like it's, it's, it's one of the best opening scenes, if not one of the best scenes. It's such a Jurassic park um, sequence and the whole events leading up to it's like a beautiful crescendo i cannot even explain it better than that like the it's like an orchestra that just like pulls something together it's not even the music because there's hardly any giacchino if if he's even in the first seven minutes yeah so the trailers are full of these big epic moments um obviously that's how movie blockbusters are marketed now just throw us the big shit but the opening scene contains all those crazy like big climatic epic shots but it pulls it together in a way like ryan said bayona directs it in a way that really builds the tension so much to the point where you want those big shots it's mm-hmm. calling for it. Um, it but when it comes to the big shot it's not even so much what it shows you but what it doesn't show you mm-hmm. it, um, it, it knows when to pull back and it's all the more yes. effective because you get you get some really great scenes and you get to see some really great things but at the same time it doesn't quite overindulge in itself and the trailers have a lot of those moments where you're kind of going like, well, that sort of looks silly. But uh, if it's anything like the opening five minutes, it might just be something incredible. The best part... Or it might be silly. Right, the best part of the five minutes is how little you actually see the dinosaurs. It's what you don't exactly. see. Exactly! Like, the T-Rex, mm-hmm. you see it for, what, maybe less than a second of time. Like, like It's just and flashes. And she's beautiful. Is she not? It's, what it's so Jurassic amazing. Park. It's so amazing. Yeah, like the way that the lightning flashes on her face... Um, we st- we talked about this in the pod, but like the scene where it just like briefly um, flashes on her face, and you see a side of her where it her head looks so um, original. JP, it's kind of weird how un Jurassic World T Rex Rexy she looks. Like she looks quickly menacing, and it is such a badass scene where you just like the lightning flashes, and you're you know the trees are moving before she that. She looks brilliant. Yeah, and the trees are moving, flashes, and all of a sudden there she is. You're like. <gasps> Oh God! And like nobody knows that she's there, but you you know she's there. Assis. Yes, sir. What if one word for that opening scene for you as well? Somebody that really it was critical of Jurassic World. Um, I mean, the only word I can think of and came to my mind instantly was perfect. Mm. I think it's the best opening in the entire series. Yeah, it's just that simple. Cool. I certainly hope so. I mean, the opening scene we all see. The thing is, it was. So for context, for those who, who who weren't aware, the Jurassic Park 25th event also showed Jurassic Park, obviously, as you'd expect, in the IMAX and in all the other cinemas they had there. Um, and as far as Alex found out, it was the new 4K print that they played. Apparently. As far as we're aware. Um, but after... That, but, you know, they start it by showing you, firstly, remastered versions of the original Jurassic Park trailers, including the first teaser, you know, the... the uh, do the line. Um... Uh, the first discovery. Was... <laughs> yeah, that one, <laughs> that trailer, that teaser trailer, that was really cool. That was remastered and looked fantastic. Hey, you know what's you know what the weirdest thing about that is is they remastered those trailers and those TVs, not TV spots, but like those teasers, and um, they remastered them, but they're not even on the new Blu-ray release. There's literally no new content on the new Blu-ray release. It is such like a bummer to yeah, get so the new Blu-ray release that without, 4K not, without comes, anything. It's a 4K disc with the movie on it. That's it, and you get the Blu-ray with all the original Blu-ray extras. There's nothing new. It's it's a shame. It, nothing to celebrate Jurassic Park's 25th anniversary. Not even, uh, a, not yeah. even Jurassic 
not even art prints for Jurassic Park. It has some really, uh, there's one edition that has some really cool uh, Fallen Kingdom art prints. But it is sort of anticlimactic for Jurassic Park's 25th anniversary to not have anything new, either new unseen footage, new um, new kind of featurettes with people talking about anything. It's just sort they of, haven't really it? advertised it either. I, mean, I hardly know about out, it. And we didn't even know it was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, it just kind of came out. They don't even have screenshots of the transfer out. You need to rely on our fans to do that. And we it's didn't little... know that we we sat and watched it in a cinema like until after we got out and someone said, hey, there's something funky about this cut. So a couple of the, the changes... Um, when they did the 2000, no, not the 2011, the 3D. 2013. Yep. Yes, that one. Um, they they went in and did a few little uh, tweaks here, very George Lucas of them. Um, they took out the wires on the Dilophosaur frill, and they, there's a tree, there's a plant pot when the, the car flips over and the T-Rex... No, 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 it's a film light. Oh, film light, sorry. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, like I think a it's a film light stand, next yeah. to a tree pot or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, it's weird. So in the new version, the new 4K... The Dilophosaur wires, wires, wah, wow, <laughs> are still gone, but the uh, the plant pot and the the, the studio like are back. Um, but apparently, it's still the the seven point one mix that Gary Rydstrom did in two thousand. Still the same sound, which mix, really yeah. is the the best the sounds ever sounded. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, but I, I kind of the original point was um, they show you the remastered teaser and then they show you the opening scene of Fallen Kingdom. And after that, we were all sitting there and we were like, can any of you watch Jurassic Park right now? Or shall we go out and talk about this? And we ran out. We were like, I can't. Yeah. We got to talk about this. We got to talk right now. And we just stood in the lobby for like 10, 20 minutes discussing what we saw, tweeting about it. Because obviously, you know, it's 2018. You got to tweet. And yeah, we were super pumped, especially because us, you know, as a a group of people, as a unit, (laughs) unit. um, we don't all agree on on Jurassic World as a sequel. You know, not all of us like it. Some of us like certain elements of it and stuff. So mm-hmm. Fallen Kingdom going into it, we are all a little bit worried about about how it's going to be. And we all came out of that opening scene and went, well, they did it. They nailed it. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. You know, I, I loved every every second of that intro. Yeah, we it, had to yeah, process it. Yeah, I think it was really interesting how we all sort of reacted to it in a very, very similar way in such like a beautiful, like, we were just like, oh my god, uh, like, and again, spoilers here, spoilers here, but our giddy moment when we heard the Dilophosaurus, the little Dilophosaurus mm-hmm. cameo, it, it's just like, yeah. So yeah, there you go, guys. So good. To be fair, it's really hard to notice, because Alex and I didn't hear it the first time, and like, Ryan did, no, I and didn't. like, yeah, Alex and I were like, what? It, but it is there. We heard it in the IMAX. It's there. You hear the little... My, my, myself and Ryan just made like eye contact. Yeah. We're like, Dilophosaurus! <laughs> that was so cool. It was such kid. a good moment. T-Rex hunting a Dilophosaurus. That's so cool. Um, but no, I mean, I think what's really cool about those first five minutes also is they feel like they could be the climax of another Jurassic Park movie, and yet they don't feel weird as the opening of a film. It's like a short like, film almost. It, it to- yeah, it, it is its own story. It really is its own story. In fact, that feels like it could have been a movie on its own, yeah. like The Hunt for the Remains of the Indominus Rex on the ruined Isla Nublar. Like, that probably could have been a movie, like Asset Retrieval. Even if the rest um, of the movie is garbage, I'm going to somehow edit the first five minutes and like put it on loop for two and a half hours <laughs> and just watch that forever. That's all I need. It's the, it's the best Jurassic Park thing I've ever seen since the first movie. It's just perfect. Like, it, I don't know. It what, really is. I don't know what else to it say. It plays a J. It plays a J. J. A. Bayona's strengths entirely, and it's like, okay, this is J. A. Bayona Jurassic Park, and it's Jurassic Park. If the rest of the movie is like this, we have a winner on our hands, and it's gonna be something 
iconic. So with only less than two weeks now to go until Fallen Kingdom's release in the UK, um, more the marketing is going crazy now. I mean, they are dropping TV spot after TV spot. There's an entire B-roll footage there. Um, it's it's ridiculous. And in that B-roll, there was a um, a little something something released. A little something something that was teased. Parker, a little something something in little that behind Parker the scenes. Hammond. In that B-roll. Um, John Parker Hammond. Mr. John Parker Hammond. Parker? Unfortunately, not the return of his character because according to the Mizrani website, John Parker Hammond did die. Um, in 97 seconds uh, literally minutes after the lost world um, <laughs> but, <laughs> credits rolled <laughs> then John Hammond passed away a random fact the original ending of lost world was Hammond's funeral also another fun fact what's the middle name again Parker Hammond huh um, I didn't know that Parker I think it is different in the novel um, it's, uh, it's Alfred in the novel Alfred but it's Parker in the, the film Parker in the oh, movies interesting um, which is weird but yeah so I think um, so uh, obviously spoilers at this point he doesn't return but there is a lovely, um, a gorgeous, stunning. It, it is actually uh, from from the screenshot we've seen. It's pretty goddamn. It looks great. Um, it's a portrait of John Parker Hammond in Lockwood's Manor. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely him. Claire Deering is staring up at it, going, "Who who is that? Parker? <laughs> who oh, is that who, man? <laughs> the middle name is Parker. You said. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know if it says it on the thing because she's she's standing in front of it. But interesting. Um, yeah. Ryan, what are your thoughts on the picture? Have you seen this? I have. Looks great. You want to see it? Did you know about this before we just spoil it? Uh, I I kind of knew about it, but yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To no. be to be fair, it's only a picture of it's, somebody yeah, that's been in movies before. Um, but it is a really it's nice cool throwback. It, it's like it's sort of like the Hammond statue in uh, Jurassic World, which it's is criminally better than used. It. Um, it's better than it because it actually looks like Richard Attenborough. Ooh, that's oh, so. a sick burn, burn. Chris. That's a and sick it burn. It's not even a burn. Calling up Jurassic World, we can take you to the burn unit. Chris just burned you. Yeah. <laughs> burn. I mean, I just don't get why that statue doesn't look like him. It looks like, I don't know, it looks weird. It just looks like a generic old man. Yeah. The um, statue in the, the Japanese park, I believe it is, um, looks the statue. That's, that's fantastic. That, isn't he holding a baby raptor or something? It's a raptor or looks so good. Um, well, it's guys. it's weird because I remember an interview with Colin leading up to Jurassic World where he said that statue of Richard Attenborough of John Hammond. Um, we see it through throughout the movie. We see the different lighting and the different. And I'm like, we saw it once, and then in the background of another shot, I was like, man, they must have cut all the scenes a where we because he said he said he shot it in a way that it would show you how the movie progresses, kind of thing. You know, different times of the or something like that. I don't know. And then it probably it didn't work in the edit. It probably didn't yeah, work in the edit. It, it was probably, probably a bunch of random awkward, inserts. But... And it just, I mean, I like the idea, but it just, because scenes weren't incorporated around it, it would have been like a transition scene. Like like the Whomping Willow, Prisoner of Azkaban. But it would have felt out of place in a less whimsical movie. Well, while we're talking about burning, I guess, we should probably talk about the, uh, the last piece of news that we have on the docket today. It is our favorite cinematographer, John Schwartzman is coming back to do Jurassic World 3. I'm going to go right to Jack with this because Jack had probably the most uh, uh, intense, violent reaction to it I've ever seen. Jack, what are your thoughts on this amazing piece of news? <laughs> um, I don't understand um, the logic behind it. I mean, I completely understand um, if Colin works really well with him. I get that. But tonally, Oscar Fora makes... 
I mean, his visuals in Fallen Kingdom, from what we've seen so far, just knock anything John Swatchman's done out of the park. And if we're striving to be one of the best franchises that, that exists, you know, if we're trying to be on par with Star Wars, then why go back to the person that shot Jurassic World? Which... Jurassic World is a very bland-looking movie, and it mm-hmm. managed to make Hawaii look fake and ugly. And that 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 doesn't. I mean, that comes from us. That doesn't. But that comes from Hawaiian people who said it doesn't look like Jurassic World was filmed here. I think a, a good point here was when JP three came out. It was noticeable that um, so so many they <laughs> recreated jungle sets in Los Angeles, um, and they just looked fake. They just the lighting was weird. Mm. You know, you could tell when they were on location. You could tell when they were in a studio. And then somehow Jurassic World made real world Hawaii look like a soundstage, especially <laughs> I think for me the stuff towards the end um, with the the InGen guys and Owen and Barry that really looked like it could have just been filmed on a soundstage. Well, Ryan, you're yeah. a pretty visual guy. You're the uh, resident uh, dad and resident artist. Of the I group. am. What are your thoughts on uh, this piece uh, of news? Nothing against Schwartzman, but I agree. Um, I don't think he fits well with Jurassic um I felt Jurassic World was flat um Fora already from what I can tell with Fallen Kingdom uh looks fantastic and I think I love the darker mm-hmm. tone but I'm just kind of I don't get I yeah Jack kind of said it I don't get the logic for three unless you're gonna go with it completely tonally different and from what I've seen from Schwartzman I just don't under or I just don't think it works necessarily as well uh with Jurassic um but you know we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll see what he says or see see what he does um, and we'll see what he says i'd like to see for or maybe at least somebody else come back i'm just yeah surprised that schwartzman uh, is coming back but that's just me that's my nice way of saying it i suppose um definitely didn't yell about it as much as jack did but um yeah flat Jurassic world was just flat um and I'm just, it's, I'm all about them dark tones, you know? Yeah. I mean, yes. well, that's what a few, I've discussed it with a few people and they've said, well, you know, John Swatchman can, can change his style. And I said, well, he if hasn't you've watched any John Swatchman movies, they yeah. all look exactly the same. And for movies like, oh damn, what's that movie about? Dinosaurs? No, the Jurassic one with Pearl Harbor. Hanks being that John saving Mr. Banks shot, saving Mr. Saving Banks, Mr. Banks. Oh, yeah. boom his style suits that movie because it's mm-hmm. about big Hollywood studios like running the industry and 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 that and it just his cinematography suits that it doesn't suit Jurassic Park to a degree it, I mean it, Jurassic World is about a theme park and it was supposed to be M- yeah maybe so it worked the first time it would have worked the yeah. first time but depending on what this third film was about this you know as it devolves into chaos perhaps it should have been someone a little bit more erratic a little bit more edgy someone who's going to crack the camera off the tripod and go handheld for once that would be nice um (laughs) i i guess we'll see i mean we at this point um i think we were all surprised that colin came back especially after um his interview where he said uh other that we're going to get other directors to do the movies um so it yeah it will be interesting to see what he's got planned because obviously he wanted it back and he wanted it back for a reason which means he's got something planned 
And Derek Connolly's not coming back, which is very interesting. His long-term writing partner. So he's bringing someone else who has yeah, different Emily. ideas. So maybe things will be different this time. I don't know. Things Ms. can change too. So Miss we'll Carmichael. See. Yeah, I, I. So who? Emily Carmichael, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she Pacific wrote. Room 2. She wrote Pacific uh, Room Two. Pacific Room Two. Although it's believed that everything she wrote was. Yeah, she did an early draft supposedly. Hopefully. Hopefully very early. So has yeah. she written anything else? Has she got like a couple of films under her belt? Uh, it's mostly small stuff, some short films. Um, nothing major. I think Specific Rim was like her big, her first big movie. And then, It'd be interesting uh, to see, because yeah. she was at the Dress Park 25th event. Not that we uh, noticed. We're very sorry. That was rude of us. <laughs> apparently she follows us too. So if you're listening, Emily, we're sorry. You want to join us on the podcast? You can join us if you want. Yeah, we were standing right next if to you. you. We'd want. love to have you on and just pick your brain about Jurassic Park. <laughs> Yeah, I want if you to. want to hang with a bunch of dudes and talk about Jurassic Park, like we'd love to have you on. <laughs> Yo, we'd love it, dude. We're cool. We're, we're skaters. We're studies. Jack, what accent was that? What part of London or or England was that? Well, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Jack lost his posh uh. accent for a second. <laughs> yeah, we didn't realize it till afterwards when we saw like her story and pictures online. We're like, oh. That was Emily. Mm-hmm. How do you like that? It would have been nice to chat with her and, um, mm-hmm. you know, see what she really thinks about the franchise and, and um, ask her if she likes Lost World because that's the most important thing. That, that, that is a very important question. Well, you know what's really cool, guys? A break. Well, hello there. I hear you're a fan of dinosaurs and Jurassic Park. Well, check this out. Audible has got a deal that is perfect for you. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial for you to check out their great service. Since Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is coming out, go back and listen to the first Jurassic Park novel written by Michael Crichton on audiobook. Or, if you're interested in something brand new, why not go check out Michael Crichton's novel Dragon Teeth. Hey, you might even be interested in something brand new, why not go check out Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. To download your free audiobook trial today, go to audibletrial.com slash in general. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash in general for your free audiobook. One more time, why not? Audibletrial.com slash I-N-G-E-N-E-R-A-L. Thank you, Audible. We love you. So, I mean, kind of coming back around full circle to Jurassic Park 25th, the event was over three weekends. Three, three weekends. weekends. That was three. Well, that <laughs> was We're still in Los Angeles, fantastic. baby. Fantastic. <laughs> it was. It was across three nights, um, and uh, the celebrations were obviously. Uh, they incorporated dress spot multiple, which we helped get involved. Um, they brought so there was three vehicles outside the cinema within the city walk, which was so cool to see. There was two Wranglers. One was a bit more off road. Um, one was to the film, uh, and another was the Ford Explorer in the middle. Um, and outside that, there was maybe twenty. Jurassic Park Jeeps lined up in the um, VIP parking, which was outside the front gate. Front gate, and um, there was also a fan favorite. If you've seen a little something something called the Lost World, uh, the uh, the RV, the trailers were there. Thanks to Frank, who uh, has been re- he found. So basically, long story short, he found those trailers in the desert. In some some sort of would you call it like a junkyard kind of uh, it, they were abandoned. He managed to sweep them up a couple of years ago, and he's been trying to fix it up, renovate it ever since with with help from the motor pool and help from various people across California. And uh, he managed to get it to a state where it's driving. He brought it to the event, and I literally 
cried when I was in there. I didn't cry, but it was an amazing experience to stand inside that. Something that I've, since I was a child, I've admired that movie. And, and that was my favorite vehicle in it. That was my favorite scene. That was a lot of fun. It really yeah, was to no, be in there. And I, it was I incredible. Of, in my head, I was recreating the scene where Kelly sort of slanders through there and she walks towards the map on the wall. I was like walking through it like, ah, it's so exciting. It was, um, it was a real experience to, to witness that. And it's so much bigger than you think. I think that kind of sums up the weekend as a whole, how these things that we've seen on the screen for the longest time, all our lives, in fact, we could actually reach out and touch, being able to touch the RV and see... You know, the counters where Ian Malcolm, you know, leaned against and lectured yeah. people on chaos. This was a screen just... used, by the way. This this isn't fan made. This is an actual screen used RV. This is one of the ones that Jeff Goldblum stood in. And um, I mean, that's pretty crazy in itself, right? <laughs> that's mad. Oh, man. That was, I'm, it's a shame because Jeff Goldblum was at the event. It's a shame they couldn't yeah, bring him out down. and be like, do you remember Not this? That day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been amazing to get a photo shoot with him. Like like him by himself, like not with fans. Just like if they could have got a cool photo shoot with him in the RV or next to the RV again. Hang on, this is going to be bad. <laughs> Doing the line, that it, would be amazing. Mark is very angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you guys all would have had a heart attack and died if you, if you did that. Be, I, I literally would have died. I mean, I, I was... Um, <laughs> I mean, but it's so weird, you know, because we were saying about it. You, you, you see this movie, this trailer, this vehicle on the screen, um, and... You know, obviously they're sleeping in it, the characters, if they're there for more than a day, they're sleeping in this RV, but you never see that in the movie because it's irrelevant. But we got to see the actual sort the of like living quarters, the beds that the they, they made up for these characters that are still in the RV. It's like four beds. Are there it's five people on the thing, see. though? It's just... That's strange. Say again? Aren't there supposed to be only five people? There's five people there, right, on the expedition originally? Why are there four beds? Sleep in shifts. Kelly. Kelly. Stow away. What? Oh, I thought... Kelly stowed away. She's not supposed oh, to be there. I thought there was only five. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Is I'm editing actually this. seeing The Lost this World or any Jurassic now. Park film other than Jurassic Park 3. Mm. But as well as the RV, um, Barry, who we met, was there with his... Um, so Jurassic Mercedes on Instagram. Follow it. He's uh, not had it too long. Maybe a year, two years. Something like that. Year and a half. Year. Uh, he bought it as... It's an ML320. He bought it nice, bright silver and he's been fixing it literally up until the day of the event and he he brought that down and it's, it is um, it's a it looks fantastic well near Almost. enough screen accurate it's a really uncommon thing i mean there are lots of jeeps there are a few ford explorers not many people do the mercedes and it looks like he's really trying to do it right um a lot of that was custom so custom brush guards um i, I think he said he's planning on doing the roof as well with the the observation bubble thingy dome thing that <laughs> yeah. wasn't ever used in the film no but exactly it's still a cool um, feature of the vehicles and i mean i think the lost world is really underrated for how amazing the vehicles were on both sides the hunters and the gatherers and that was another cool thing about the event being in hollywood because a lot of these vehicles still exist to this day on the back lot um, where they've been since filming, I mean, what, 20 years ago? Which is crazy when you think about it. We should pull our money and just buy them. It's funny you should say that. A few years ago, the the Humvee that jumps the at the beginning of the, the uh, roundup sequence, the wow. Humvee that jumps the, the hill, yep. that was on eBay. Uh, and that's a really interesting custom vehicle because it had a rig underneath that would flip it over the hill. So and cool. It literally only did that one scene because as it landed, the suspension completely broke. buckled. Yeah, uh, and then I don't know where it sat for ever how long, but it was like five, six years ago. It popped up on eBay, wasn't it? Not even that. Yeah, it was. It was super. It was maybe two years ago. I think. How much was maybe it? Maybe covered it on Outpost. It was a few grand, I think, a couple of thousand. Uh, Very cool though. Yeah, 
Very, very well, cool. Why didn't, why didn't we buy it? Because we broke, Chris. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, yeah. So um, seeing all those Lost World vehicles there, especially, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the first two movies together because it's just how I watched them when I was a kid. Um, so seeing a bunch of JP Jeeps and then seeing the, the trailers and the Mercedes there, it, it really it made the event. 25 years, man. We're still celebrating Jurassic Park to this day. And it's still an ongoing franchise. It's kind of back. It's everywhere. And that's exciting. I think one of my favourite moments from the first night, which was a bit structured a bit differently to the rest of the event, when we were getting the tram up to the, uh, the cinema... And when the tour guide pointed out the parking structure that they hung the trailers off when they were filming Last mm-hmm. World, and my favourite moment wasn't seeing this, but it was seeing how Jack reacted. It was like this childhood glee on his face at seeing something that he was so passionate about. And I think that's what really was great about the event, that all these people that we met um, were getting to see these things up close for the first time and just how much joy it brought them. Uh, you know, so... like. I think the one thing that we maybe have missed in this podcast is giving a general idea of what was officially at the event from JP25. Do, yeah, do you guys want to kind of... <laughs> okay, um, so what's really cool about the uh, the Dress Park 25th anniversary event is it was uh, hosted at Universal Studios Hollywood. So it was an after-hours event, but there was a bleed-over period, so you had about two hours of open park time. Like, if you only bought the primary ticket, you can get in there two hours before the park closed and explore the whole park. Afterwards, when the park closes, once the event formally started, it became... So it was down to just the lower lot, um, which is Jurassic Park, The Mummy, Transformers, and a few other things, um, some stores and shops. Um, but they had an area also, they called it the activity center and they had a uh, different, uh, I guess, brand partners. So you had Jurassic world evolution there, which you could play. You had, um, Jurassic park danger, the board game, which you could play. And it's a lot of fun. Um, they had Mondo had a booth and they were kind of teasing their upcoming game called Jurassic park, the chaos gene, which you could not play, but it looks like a lot of fun. Um, it had Jurassic World Alive, which I think you can sort of play with, like, AR dinosaurs. Um, it had a booth with some random merchandise. It had a Mattel booth, a Mattel booth, which was awesome. Am I missing? Oh, it had Jurassic Park Pinball, which you could play. Um, and then it had, like, a photo op and another photo op, and we were media. Is that what Ryan's trying to tell me? (laughs) We were media, uh, which you could play. (laughs) Multi-pass. You could play. Uh, you could play. <laughs> multi-pass. Um, no, but you know, it was really cool. It was really cool getting to actually get some FaceTime with some of these um, uh, brand partners and a lot of the people that are making these games, these toys, and just getting a chance to talk with them and meet them and see a lot of the upcoming items. And then they also had a, uh, a prop display from the different movies where you could see them and play with them, not play with them, where you could just see them and read about them and take photos of them. Uh, you I wanted to play with them. Yeah, the coolest, a lot of fun. The coolest you bit can... was the, the VR, though. We should be, did we talk about the VR? Oh, my God. So, um, Jack, we obviously can't talk specifics, but can we talk a little extra about the VR? Can we make a little tease? Uh, Jack, no, yeah, Jack. I think we can talk about that, Chris. <laughs> okay, so... Stop, dude. Oh, my God. Stop, dude. And so, also, the other thing I'm they had there was Jack, Jurassic World like Blue, the saw. VR experience, oh which was absolutely incredible. You can put on the VR goggles and do episode one okay, of fine. the experience, and it is really cool. It has Blue, a baby Triceratops, a Pteranodon. It's super immersive, and I think it honestly might be the best thing, the most Jurassic Park thing that's come out since the original movie. Um, and it's like three minutes long, five minutes long, something like that, but it's a lot of fun. 
And um, I really just enjoyed the hell out of it. And it's so incredibly well made. And I hope there's more content like that. And so we we all got to do episode one. But uh, Jack, do you want to elaborate a little bit more? So... (laughs) So luckily, um, we were able to get a quick little glance at season season two, at episode, episode two, episode two um, you and I, which I think uh, I think if you've seen episode one, about it. uh, it's 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 a perfect follow up to that. Um, it is, I think, it takes place kind of moments afterwards. It's not it's not too long after. Um, but it, it shows the true potential of what VR has to offer, and um, and what the Jurassic World story can do for VR, I think, is is what it's really showing. Yeah, we we can't talk about what it had, but it was really it was really awesome. It it ups the ante. I loved episode one, and episode two really took it up another notch. Um, it, it's some incredible stuff, and I hope it becomes maybe a regular expansion. Hell, it'd be cool to see Jurassic World as an open park through VR experiences. Or experience like experience the fall of Jurassic World through VR, like little vignettes, like being on, being on Main Street while the Tyrannodons attack, and yeah, uh, cool. I don't know. There's a lot of potential there. It's a lot of fun, and I could see that being a storytelling method to fill the void um, between films to supplement things like the comics, um, the animated series, which they have not announced by DreamWorks, Netflix. What up? Um, How you doing? Ones and twos, ones and twos. Uh, uh, um, and uh, books like the Evolution of Claire, which, by the way, I'm looking forward to a ton. Um, that's by Test Sharp, and uh, that's out very soon. And uh, yeah, ones and twos. So, um, you know, as Dress Up Our 25th Anniversary celebration comes to an end or came to an end, we were left with a void, wanting a lot more. Um, uh, so here comes my question. If this became a yearly or semi-yearly thing, um, obviously not the 25th anniversary celebration, but a Jurassic celebration, um, where would you guys like it to take place? Would you like it to be variable year to year? Uh, what would you like to see uh, added to the experience? What would you like to see done different? And what would you like to see de- most definitely returned? Are you asking us um, or are you asking I'm me? asking all of you. That's I'm a asking lot of all questions, of you. So maybe, a lot of questions. Could that's you a lot of them, well, uh, So um, how beautiful am I? Six I out of give ten. you a ten. Okay, no, I, I, I heard his questions. I got this right. Um, I think if it ultimately, I think personally. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize. You were... oh, God, <laughs> you're damn in the it, same Jack. room. You guys are in the same room. Oh my God. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, buddy. If it wow, Ryan, wow. Uh, <laughs> if it alternated between the the Hollywood Park and the Orlando Park, um, maybe not Japan. Or Singapore because I feel like the turnout Ooh. would be quite small. Touchy, Alex. Touchy. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think you'd get as many people. I don't know. Mm. Um, it's a more expensive trip, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. For us, not for the Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh my! Oh, they could have their own small Jurassic event every other year, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd definitely like to see one at the Orlando Park. The Hollywood Park was cool because that was where the films were made, at least where the first three were made, and the other two were produced. Yes. Uh, they were all shot at, at points in uh, Hollywood, right? Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> why not? We'll run with it. Well, it was. It's not wrong. Um, I think um, with regards to what I would change, I would just like have like a very set order. For me personally, having each night different didn't really work. It kind of threw us off a bit. We didn't know when anything was or everything seemed to be a bit in flux. So we didn't know where to be or when. <laughs> Yeah, I um, think um, while they do hand out 
the timings each night. I guess for some people, uh, if they weren't able to make the entire weekend, they'd love to know ahead of time what they could really try to achieve for, say, the Saturday night, or you know, know ahead of time that if if the li- lineup does change and if the if the if the sort of event timeline changes per night, knowing that I can slip in at 10 p.m. to catch this on Saturday. If some people are just too busy or if they work. Um, I think, yeah, that's, you know, the schedule ahead of time, I think, is what we're trying to say would be uh, beneficial. But I agree that the Orlando Park would be fantastic. And, um, yeah, I guess I guess from our perspective, we could drive from Pittsburgh down to Orlando and uh, yeah. have a little outpost road trip again. Uh, that would be <laughs> and really so Ryan there. would join us. I would. I would. Yes, he would. Bye, guy, tie guy. Um, yeah, uh, we worked it out today. It would take 16 hours of non-stop driving. So I think you, know, you kind of split that into three, four days uh, with stops. Stop uh, a few places. Two-star roach, ho- roach hotels. <laughs> roach full. <laughs> hotels. We should probably uh, we, we had it. We had a few a road on our road trip. Rest in peace. Funny, funny side story. So on our last night, we stayed in Bakersfield, a place I would live and retire in. Um we uh, <laughs> we uh, we took a two star motel because uh, it had a pool <laughs> and a spa, <laughs> and uh, spa. we um, uh, we were joined in the pool by a roach. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> he did drown though. Rip in peace, roach, <laughs> and uh, we all got clo- uh, chlorine poisoning from the spa. So, yep, that was <laughs> so, fun. Um, uh, Our uh, skin like burned. It was rubber. And, so. Um, Showering didn't work. Um, <laughs> um, conditioner didn't work. Nothing worked. Uh, it took was about four or five showers consecutively and an 11-hour flight across the uh, uh, Pacific. Uh, um, yeah. You were right with Atlantic. Atlantic, <laughs> Atlantic yeah. Uh, no. Uh, wouldn't recommend. <laughs> Guy did open we the pool late, though. nasty so. review on uh, TripAdvisor. Yeah. We should leave, we should leave him a review to be fair. We rocked up. We were clearly like four. How's it going? Like four bros and that. And uh, we we uh, we were like, you're leaving the pool open, mate. And he was he was like, yeah. In fairness, the yeah. service was great. The pool just burnt our skin off. So yeah, it wasn't. It, it was. Um, he said he. I, I asked him. I was like, pool closed at ten. Like, you know, if we give you a nice smile, would you open it till ten thirty? And he was like, no. And he said, well, I'll leave it open till 11. So we got it for the extra hour, and we didn't know what to do with ourselves. It was um, it was pure burning of the skin. So. <laughs> it, 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 you know what? And the problem is we didn't realize at first. It was like just towards the tail end, we're just kind of like, so is anyone else's skin burning? Yeah, we should get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we should leave. <laughs> Is anybody else's skin burning? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, funny you should say that, Chris. I, my skin is eroding off. Now we know why the roach is dead. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that um, was so funny. But we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, yeah we didn't does. even you make know, much of an effort to get survive. the roach out. We sort of just um, swam around because nobody wanted to touch so it. Then, so then we like ordered twenty pounds of buffalo wings and just devoured them. Yeah. And Chris wiped his dirty hands on my towel. Did he? No. Somebody did. Definitely was not me. You were sat. I promise it, you that. I sacrificed my towel. I had to pat myself off with my clothes. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, um, yeah. no, but uh, JP25th, I think that the panels were awesome. I think that they should have been a little bit longer. Uh, they should have been uh, maybe had a little bit more. So if they do it again, 
a little bit longer panels with like maybe a little bit more concrete reveals. Mm. And uh, if you want surprises, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, seats. But <laughs> allow people to have an understanding. Yeah, see, seats. Allow <laughs> seats. <laughs> seats. I mean, I think we all allow <laughs> seats. The panel was great, but the problem with panels these days is as soon as any celebrities get on stage, about a thousand cell phones shoot up into the air, and that's all you can see. <laughs> I think allowing fans to have a general idea of what if there's going to be panels and kind of the structure for them in advance would allow them to actually more reasonably make travel plans and uh, plan their night as it went on. Because the surprises were great, but a lot of people felt a little blindsided by it as well. And some people missed out on the content they would have liked. So in the future, I think something a little bit more concrete there. Um, and reveals. It doesn't always have to be the filmmakers. It could be things like, hey, you know, show off the new comic book that's coming out. Surprise people there. Um, sustain the brand and expand the brand with these because you have a ton of super fans in one place. Now let's celebrate it and let's go to New Horizons. That was beautiful. I think we should do uh, one quick round table and say what our favorite part of the event was. Ryan, would you like to start? <laughs> He's out of that. He's got. Uh, He's high those of you who are not watching this in uh, our video cast version, which is basically none of you except us five. Mm. Ryan just rolled away. He's on a chair. He didn't like roll into a ball or anything. I he think that was perfect. Oh, he's coming back with something. Oh, he's got a sword. Kylo Ren. Kylo, <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's a lightsaber. <laughs> none of this is getting cut <laughs> out because that bit was too good. I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> oh, he's leaving again. We believe Ryan may have had a mental break. Why don't we move on to someone else? That's fantastic, though. I went to Ryan first I saw him take his headphones off and start rolling away. I'm like, Ryan, would you like to start? <laughs> if you guys want to talk shit about him, now's the time. Well, I guess while we wait for Ryan, Jack, what was your favorite part of the event? I would say it would be meeting all of the fans and meeting all the people I've mm -hmm. spoken to online for so long. Meeting them in person is just... It really is... Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It's it's amazing to be surrounded by so many like-minded people, um, right. and also the Lost World RV, and also uh, Jurassic Park: The Ride because that was freaking awesome. Yep, <laughs> Ryan, welcome back, Ryan. Hey, welcome back. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Nope, I... that's all in the podcast, by the way. I'm keeping it in. All right, Chris. Um, anyway, Chris, Assis, if you could just uh, I gotta edit this. All right, Assis, if you um, Chris, if you could give us your one-liner on the event, or what was your favorite part? Wait, is this, is, this, is this a real transition here? Are you really asking me? I'm really, I'm really asking you, Chris. Uh, other than all my beautiful buds from Jurassic Outpost. Buds? Uh, <laughs> I think you said buds. Other Poor than, Aziz. you know, spending my time with you all, which was amazing. It was definitely, like Jack said, meeting everyone else. Um, the fans that we interact with, the people we interact with online, our friends from online, and uh, all the new people we had to meet, got to meet as well. Um, I think it was a really, really, really special experience, and yeah. I cannot understate, uh, I cannot overstate, under, I, I, mean, I, I can't just, I don't know what I would, understate, yeah. Um, I cannot understate <laughs> enough of how oh great the whole God. thing was, and how special it was, and uh, yeah, I want to do it again, and just... Yeah. Good job, Chris. You're great. <laughs> yeah. And scene. All right, Alex. What was your favorite butt? What, what was your favorite part, buddy? My favorite butt. Uh, right. Thanks. My favorite part of the event was pretty much any part that took this big fantastical thing and made it real for me, because there were a number of moments where it just blew my mind. Um, meeting all these these you know the people behind the franchise and stuff like that. Meeting all the fans. Um, and really getting a sense of what this means to other people. Like, I know what it means to me, but to see what it means to 
hundreds of hundreds of other people really just you know mm -hmm. yeah ryan yourself um yeah i uh, like i was saying before it was uh watching having that experience in the theater where we were all watching the first five minutes of fallen kingdom yep. because we've never experienced um a, a jurassic film together uh for the first time you know fresh mm -hmm. eyes collectively um that was a really cool experience also meeting the directors next to harry potter world um that was you'll have to everybody will have to follow our twitter and instagram <laughs> to find out more about that uh but that was um epic mm. um but really just being there yeah meeting the fans having idols right in front of me that i can touch talk to um not more touch than talk to uh you guys should have seen what happened in the in behind the scenes um but it was um such a surreal experience it's just it's it's still hard to process uh, <laughs> it's so hard to process but hanging out with you bros really um it's always just a good time to um be with people who are on such a, yep. a level that you are with jurassic park um because you don't really experience it i don't experience it hardly with anybody that i talk yeah, to truly a cease favorite part but well you guys all nailed it, I think, on the head, but I'm just going to say something a little bit more, uh, I guess, different, I guess. I don't know. Uh, my favorite part was riding the ride with you guys. Jack's first time, uh, Ryan's first time, and we got we rode it like a couple times in a row. We got soaking wet that last night, just, you know, end that ride with a oh. bang, you know? Three pictures, three rides in a row. Just amazing. so wet. Oh, yeah. So yeah. good. We got some great photos from that, Yeah. and we're going to get our coverage <laughs> up over the next couple of weeks. No idea when Assis is going to edit this podcast. But, uh, with that but he's got a lot to edit there's a lot there's a oh there's so much so much there's so much this skype calls two and a half hours the actual recordings one hour 20 oh, oh it's a mess how are you gonna do it oh i don't know <laughs> luckily oh. i'm gonna producer extraordinaire so don't worry about it baby um but it really was it was truly a great event universal pictures put on a true show for all the jurassic fans out there and uh, it was an honor to meet you guys anybody that was there it was an honor to meet you and um True. Yeah, it was an honor to be there with you guys, the outpost. Always. Let's do it again. We should. Orlando. No. Thank you so 2019. much. <laughs> Orlando, 2019. Hawaii. Yeah, Orlando, 2019. Yeah, Hawaii. come on. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando, 2019. Make it a hashtag. Let's go on a cruise can, how, do you, how do you make Let's something a hashtag? Let's get a bunch of Jurassic submit, fans on a cruise. You submit a form. Where can we make it a hashtag? Oh, we just buddy. go to Hawaii. Is there a form? <clears throat> uh, we just go to Hawaii. Is there an yes. online form? Damn it, Jack. Yeah. I think you have for to sure. go to the post office. I don't know. can submit it as a hashtag <laughs> and hopefully get it in time for next year. Well, hopefully. But they put the How submission much? in now. We might get it by next year. You're right. How much do they cost? <laughs> Hawaii. Orlando 19. No. Oh, there you go. Orlando. Well, you know what? House tour uh, 2019. Jurassic Outpost house tour 2019. Stay tuned for the... Oh, yeah, we did vlogs. I forgot about that. I it could, be, hash yeah, it could yeah. be hashtag Jurassic Outpost, Jurassic Park 26, Orlando, Hawaii. Jurassic Park 26. Isn't it the Lost World's 20-something next year? 20, it's already 20, Aziz. No, it's 21 this year. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode 72 of the In General Fuck. Podcast. Yeah. Bye, guys. Right. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, stay tuned for all the coverage and content we'll have coming out over the next couple of weeks. I've been joined by Jack, Ryan, Alex, and Chris, and myself, Podcast Extraordinaire Seas. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. Peace. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>